tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. That sound, of course, means... We're letting it build up <laughs> okay. until the chorus. We've we've a mystery alive. I like it. Coming in, coming in. You know it's rain. There we go. What a yeah, good song. it is. I mean, oh, who knew? Man. It's the best. Season two, episode thirteen. Wow, it's been thirteen episodes. The sins of our past. What a great episode. I am your host, Phil Sweetek, joined alongside JB Zimmerman. Yes. Team Royal Bros. That's right. That's right. And of course, you can follow along with us on Twitter at ABTV Rain, JB underscore Zimmerman. Yep. And I am, uh, just follow me at AfterBuzz TV. I have a personal Twitter, but I don't use it. Keaton is not here today because it is her birthday of all things. Congratulations. Happy birthday, Keaton. She's finally 21. She can actually have a beer. We're going to go celebrate with her a little bit later after this. Um, and if you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. It's that simple. Or you like the audio versions better, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, just search AfterBuzzTV. Heck, just search Rain AfterBuzz. Yeah. And you'll get us. And uh, while we're on it, just just tell a friend. I'm sure your friends love rain. We yeah. love rain. We love talking about rain. So let them know that we're here every week. All right. Overall thoughts, JB Zimmerman. Great episode. Great episode. Um, I love. I mean, perfect for the Team Royal Bros edition. The come two sets of bros. Yeah, of both Royal Bros going at it. Um, obviously. My team, Royal Bros, is the real ones, Francis and Bash. The only ones. Exactly. Um, I was – the only thing I was missing was Bash never uncovered what happened to his mom. Um, I mean maybe that is later to, to, to come, like a little foreshadowing. But, I mean, that was crazy to end on that last episode. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was, it was great to see that he and Kenna kind of kept things going. Um, you know, the, their relationship was threatened. Yeah. The other team royal, the other less royal bro was trying to, trying to encroach, trying to swoop in. Yeah, we saw, you know, there was, it, it was a nice balance of politics, uh, personal drama and lovemaking. Indeed. Indeed it was. You know, so, so a lot of things happened in there. Um, let, let's start with kind of Kenna and Bash, you know, and, and by the way, what's nice, you know, we try to start with the smallest things first and kind of build, but right. every one of these things, you know, it starts off like a small thing, but it ties so deeply into the other things. Right. I mean, I think that's why this show is so good, because even what seems like minutia and small details kind of is a part of this global thing for them. I mean, everything connects to each other and everyone's relationship kind of weaves back um connecting more people it's like a spider web of just intense drama it's awesome and you know starting off uh with kenna and bash uh as soon as he comes back i the whole story 
he was saying. It was a nice story, but it was the equivalent of backhanded compliment. Right. <laughs> he was just like, like I, that's not. You're calling me a mon. Okay, I'm a monster. I, I get where you're going with this, but but I don't like that. Right. So I found that was funny. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely rough around the edges when it comes to uh, communication, but at the same time, um, Kenna, you know, has short sides in, in terms of long term, like how things affect the greater good, I guess. I mean, in, in the long term, mostly. Yeah. So they kind of work as a good pair in that sense, like where they, I feel like, can help each other. Kenna's really, um, you know, about talking and getting things out there she's not really afraid of of anything um, in terms but of conversation that's true but with with her husband that's fine right, right. with bash the problem is with antoine Ooh, yeah she, it can't she, be too much it can't be you know much. and so especially in this kind of game like first off it's just creepy enough when you say uh so tell me about your husband <laughs> when you're trying to pursue a woman it it comes off creepy now obviously he has a deeper motive but Kenna, red flag should kind of go up, and you, you know, especially yes, you're you're mad at your husband, and he's mad at you, perhaps, and you're asking for forgiveness. But you know, he's going to eventually give it to you because that's right. just bash. So why why are you even um, placating to this? Well, I mean, to me, it was just slight um, naiveness, I guess. Uh, but that's what led to the first problem. Yeah, was naiveness. So, like, can she really not learn? I think she can. I mean, I think she's more just, uh, you know, that's how she has been treated in in this very historical docu-series that we have here. Of course. You know, I, I think she does get kind of swept up in, in people's charm and, and things. I mean, she definitely did so with the king. Um, not that that's a, a bad thing, but, it, you know, it is difficult to kind of know – what's really going on when people are always sort of playing you in in some way like they're always charming her and i think that she's used to that and so that's why when it um when antoine was doing it it kind of seemed a little bit more natural and maybe not and that's why it wasn't such a red flag um you know that so yeah. many people always yeah i mean I, are, I, are around her like that the, i'll give her the benefit of the doubt in the sense that you know, this is I don't. She doesn't know what's going on politically, right? Much of the time, unfortunately, but certainly in this in this time, and you know, so she's looking at this is Conde's brother, and he's uh, you know uh, the queen likes Conde, and yes, they kind of have to separate a little bit, but you know, it's okay to be nice to them because of that pre-existing relationship, right? So that's that's why I can buy it. So. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, and I think that she is – her intentions are good. Like she – when she was being questioned sort of at the ball um, – or not really questioned, Antoine I feel like was digging very strategically. Um, and, you know, that I don't really fault her for because she kind of took a defend bash position and he got information that way. Uh, which is pretty sneaky. I mean, I well, uh, sort it, of, it was sneaky sort of enough. Point. That, sneaky enough that he got drunk, right? But uh, he kind of had a moment at the end of that where he—I don't know if he kind of came to out of his drunkenness I think he, or if he was really kind of putting on act to get info out of Bash. I, I think he was. In, I think he was putting on an act. Yeah, I mean, giving Antoine a lot of credit there, but 
he could i mean he definitely made a face where it was like yeah okay i got what i wanted from that like i got info that you knew about that specific place and like how far away it was from the the cliffs he he definitely got information out of ash for sure yeah and that's why it's one of those things you know as we're talking about kenna and her demons the only thing that i would uh differentiate between the two is that hers directly affected bash or could have right but you know bash needs to realize he's not without his own demons Absolutely. And that was a time before they were going to be together. I mean, she, like, her world was completely different. Had she done something like that and they were married or something, that would be a completely different story. But, you know, she didn't think she'd be where she is now when those decisions were making. Like, her reality was just her and the king and preserving that. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, let's go to tonight. Bash failed to save a life. I know. Granted, he was, he was kind of. I, I, he's a bit outnumbered. Well, he's a bit outnumbered, and the and the dude was pretty crazy. I mean, or Greek guy, right? So I don't know how much hope he had. Yeah, and I mean, this whole woman in white thing. I definitely. I mean, is that the new darkness? Uh, or like, I Clarissa. guess Clarissa. Yeah, or is she back? Who knows? I'm. If it is her, I'm. I wonder how she got such a clean white getup. Um, but you never know. I mean, she could have just swooped that from someone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, um, whenever, you know, uh, they, they play so well and it's always so, uh, irritating in a good way of like, wait, is there this sort of realism or is it more of these spirits and things like that? Right. And I never know how to take it. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a fun roller coaster to, to, take it like it does get a little bit more mystical but i think or i really appreciate that they do bring it back to reality this is a docuseries after all um so i you know even with the things going on with Catherine, like they did bring like this episode we saw that come back to a more um realistic cause i mean the bible is poison that's why she was kind of going crazy and and maybe causing her visions which similar to um king henry you know he had the same thing going on and especially you know and that that's why it's so funny it's more the more and more towards the end henry was finding god right and the more he found god the more he was poisoning himself exactly so it does kind of all add up to a something grounded in reality which i really appreciate yeah and you know, speak, speaking of that, obviously uh, Claude doesn't know the truth yet, uh, or I mean, she she does, but they haven't found their peace. Certainly, she's uh, she's enjoying this, as Catherine says, a little too much. She is, she is, and it, it's nice that I mean, at least with her interactions with Narcisse, she kind of gets put back in her place. I think she was having fun, sort of her fifteen minutes of fame, so to speak. Um, you know, on top, like getting back at Catherine, but you know, her character is so flawed that it's difficult to root for her for too long. So it's like, yeah, okay, you got, you got back now, like take, pump the brakes here. We're only (laughs) going to let you have so much. And so it was great to see her try to pull rank on Narcisse and he he just shut her down basically and was like, nope. And I thought, you know, I was interested just kind of as a tangent real fast. 
because we'll talk about Lola certainly more in depth. But I, I thought he would have tried to get back with Lola, and I would have interested to see what Lola did at that moment. Right. Well, hopefully that is to come. I think he legitimately has feelings for Lola just because she is a smarter adversary than he's used to dealing with. So, you know, it'll be interesting if he does try to to pull his tricks again. You know, she did see him, and I don't think that he uh, will will anticipate her knowing about his, like, brief interaction with Claude. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, look, by the way, uh, real fast, too, since, again, we're kind of we're kind of going all over the place because it all ties together and so tough sometimes. But um, in terms of Catherine and Narcisse, uh, you know, obviously Narcisse has motives to get back into a position of power. And if he's doing that through Catherine, that's a, that's, it's a smart play. Um, but I, but I like he's getting results. Right, he gets results, and you got to appreciate it. You know that's because um, we've seen that side to him, but we've always hated it because it's been results against you know. Right, his Francis timing and Mary. is impeccable. Every mm-hmm. yeah, he's just always at the right place at the right time. Hey, well, that's that's the best people. They they make their opportunity. True, very true. So. Uh, what, I mean, do you see any specific goal he might have to kind of linger around Catherine's wing of the castle? Um, I mean, other than power. Obviously, I think he's trying to use anything he can to kind of elevate his position. He's kind of in a bind with Francis being his workhorse now. Yeah. Um, so maybe, I mean, that's reason enough for sure. I think I think if if he can sort of I don't know if the rationale is if, if he can showcase that you know that he can get results and he can be an amazing ally and you know as dark as uh, each other's goals may be we should you know then that might have to be it right and to you know it, it's better to have Narcisse uh, on our side versus the English or um, you know Navarre or anything like that right. And it's sort of a similarity between he and Catherine is that they're both not like almost expendable now. I mean, they're kind of on the outskirts of the main royalty, so they're they're both sort of at whim um, for Marion and Francis. I mean, I think they kind of have that in common and may need to bind together to save each other if that comes up. Absolutely. Um, so that'll, that'll that'll be interesting how how it goes, and because they're so, what's nice about them is they're they're both blunt, and as he says, you know they've both played the game long enough, right? And it's so very experienced. So sure. it, it you know to see them play, if you know it, they're going to be so truthful that it's going to be absolutely uh, hurtful at point, at times, or they'll play a fun game. No, I, I, it's fun to watch them. I mean, it, they are sort of the only characters that have played for that long and and have the experience. So it's great. I mean, I love Narcisse's interactions with everybody. I mean, he, he just charms his way through, and the like. He's like James Bond, basically, of the Middle Ages. So speaking of that, let's let's talk about him and Lola because you know, hey, when if you get after you're done getting bored. There's nothing better in the winter than a hot, you know, than a hot spring. So bring some boots uh, that that'll take me extra time to take off. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it's straight up the best innuendos ever. Yeah. Oh man, that's got to still work on women today, right, Keen? It's working on her yeah. right now. 
<laughs> Happy twenty first birthday, Narcisse Keen. right now. Yeah, just popping out of the birthday cake. Oh man, um, that's jeez, ah, poor uh, poor Keaton. Send her some uh, Twitter. Anyway, uh, so so obviously Lola sees kind of what's going on with Claude, and there's um, they didn't really do much to hide it. Um, and it's pretty apparent what they're doing. They're not just talking. It's one thing, you know, we, we've seen people kind of, uh, see each other in, in vulnerable positions in the sense of they're looking at each other and whatever else. But this is like, they were, they were embraced. Yes. Very embraced for sure. I mean, that's putting it lightly, you know, and, but I also like how Kenna pokes fun at it. She, She's like, well, if you didn't have any interest, it wouldn't be bothering you, would it? Right. And yeah, I think she does like. I mean, she's kind of in an interesting position because of obviously her child. Like her range of suitors is pretty small. You know, I think that she is very extra intrigued almost um, by anyone who would kind of look past that because it, it would mean that their own reputation. Um, would be affected. So, you know, there, I think the pool for people who are eligible is small. And so, you know, any potential interest, Narcisse, Conde, you know, she really does think more about. Yeah. Um, and just that excitement. I mean, she's a mom now. She, her days are probably very different centered around the, I mean, the first, first like semi royal, uh, mini bro. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I think she looks out for excitement. I mean, um, same. I see the same thing with Kenna. You know, she they're stuck in this castle. It's winter time. There's not a lot to do. And whereas before, you know, they used to they. You know, if you look at season one, there was so much interaction with them. And by the way, we haven't even talked about Greer because, right. uh, you know, so much off. Yeah, and so much happened that you know I didn't even notice her being gone until right. I just spoke it. Um, but she's out of the picture, and so now you have Lola and Kenna and, and Mary. But each of them, their lives are building, and so they have less time for each other. And so, you know, for Lola, well, I mean, they, they all get bored, you know. Right. So it'll be—it's just interesting to see how their lives kind of get bigger, but yet come back. I mean, with Greer, when she when things were going well um, with Castleroy, they kind of got out of the picture as well too so it's yeah and then they they it's interesting to see how they weave characters back in a way and then back again i don't know you know uh, i liked uh conde you know he just he, lola's talking about she she loves predictability and all these different things and of course here comes conde right. who just <laughs> said he hates to dance and here he is asking for her to dance and uh you know, I, I feel like there was a couple things cut out of, of this episode. I, I feel like um, we spoke about the moment where Antoine got drunk. I feel like something was cut in between there because um, Bash basically went from the murder of the guy to just being there. Right. And then in this instance in particular, I felt uh, there should have been a moment where Mary sees this and it's uh, she's affected by it in some sort of way because they just had that big blowout. But, right. You know, and that's ultimately why he's asking – for her to dance with him, it, Lola. Yeah, I mean that part uh, was very abrupt. I think, um, and it's interesting to see those two brothers kind of almost opposites. I mean, maybe they were the same, or, or uh, 
I don't know. I just see Conde made a, a pretty big transformation, and he's trying to find where he is now, kind of the balance. Yeah. Now that his brother's back, he sees the divide really coming out, like, to the forefront, and he's got to deal with that. So yeah, that's very interesting to see. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens there. So let's um, – we're kind of moving slowly but surely of into course. the Antoine's uh, storyline. So, um, you know, so you just spoke about the difference of brothers, right? And so he's being torn uh, – Conde is being torn one way or the other. Um, but ultimately, you know, uh, it's it's weird because that's exactly where he lies is in the middle. You know, right. he's – and um, and you have Antoine who – as Francis puts it, has ambition. He does. And they are brothers. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, I I don't know. I, I wonder what would happen if Mary and Francis do, like, have a more permanent separation. Because then, you know, it really would come into question would he choose someone that he does love versus someone that, like, his brother's family? You know, will that be more of a... I mean, obviously, it would be more of a conflict, but it'll be interesting to see him deal with that. I mean, is he actually falling for Lola? They definitely had a few moments this episode, I think, that were legitimate. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think um, that'll certainly come into play. And I, I what I'm most... in curious about because i don't think um it affects things uh too much in the in the sense of where we're going but had antoine come in and been you know because he he you know as he said when you when you're honest it can be a little bit awkward right but had he said like hey listen elizabeth has come to me and you know she wants to station her troops um i need money you know, let's figure this. Obviously, I want to be loyal to you, but in order for you know, at one way, shape, or form, Navarre needs money, and so we can you can either help me out, or I might have to go with Elizabeth instead of like making up this whole excuse about Protestants and all that. Right. So I I feel like um, I wonder if he would have gotten better results, so to speak, even though it's still not good of with what's happening because regardless, the end result is that uh, Mary and Francis and all of France has to deal with uh, crazy Elizabeth, who's right now on the attack. Yeah, I wonder... I really want to see, like, that whole side of things. Maybe that's a season three thing. But well, we I know really... we're getting Elizabeth. At least that's what Keaton keeps saying. So, you know, I, I feel like maybe right towards the end of this season, we're going to see her, and and then season three, that's going to be the cliffhanger. I hope so. It's too bad they can't just text her and be like, hey, we're not that. We shouldn't be enemies. Just you stay over where you are. We're going to chill over here. Well, you could see it from her perspective and all the more reason. Um, it's it's like, uh, okay, you can go with the devil you hate or the devil. Yeah, the devil you hate or the devil you don't know, whatever you want to call right. it. And so exactly. Narcisse is our devil here. And he got, like I said, he got that information fast and, you know, he can he can probably strategize and, and 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 win this war if need be but at what cost yeah no seriously i mean what it's kind of between a rock and a hard place at this point i mean francis i i feel like doing the henry catherine 
thing to do would probably be kill Antoine, honestly. Or kind of get him into a submission position where they can overpower whatever he decides to do. But I think that threat of um, where – what's the region they're from? And the Condé brothers? Oh, Navarre. Yeah, Navarre. Exactly. I feel like that threat is not going to go away. Even if they do give into the demands and give them money, I don't think – I think it's still always going to be a lingering thing because – just those characters are power hungry. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know if this is a strategy. I don't know if, if even if it was a strategy, the strategy would work. But uh, maybe you do have some of the French Protestants go there and be able to kind of create some sort of peace, be a sort of barrier, and, and, and if nothing else, report back to France of, hey, here's what's happening. Right. Well, that's why... If Conde actually married Lola, like things would, I feel like that would be the most diplomatic thing. What it? I mean, she if she's they're completely tied to the French court at that point. Uh yeah. And yeah. he's now stepdad to like the yeah, semi prince. I don't know quite how the rules work. <laughs> so, but that'd be interesting. It I mean, it wouldn't be. They definitely, the writers definitely find a way to kind of thicken the plot for sure with how everybody is intertwined. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so it'll be interesting how this whole Italian war, um, the sins of the past, right, really does uh, come to fruition where we're going to go with that. Yeah, so. I mean, I would love more characters. The I believe we had the Italians in a few episodes a while back. Yeah. Um, We've never had Greeks, so we finally got some Greeks. I know, yes. Well, for a short time, he got... He didn't, he didn't stay much Yeah, longer. he didn't last too long. Um, so we'll find out. Anything else that uh, we might have missed while talking about tonight? That you, you know, that that's just jumping out at you. And again, it's, it's one of those things that's so tough, especially if you're just kind of navigating any which way, as we sometimes tend to do. Indeed. I mean, there's so much that, that happened and kind of... Most of it always ties back to things that have happened in the past. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting thing to talk about. I we no doubt have forgotten something. I definitely want to talk about, but I'm really excited to get to Castle Corner too. So, all right. So let's. Uh, we don't Ooh, have actually one one last thing. I do remember. Go ahead. The end. Mary and Francis. Yes, we have to talk about that. That was close. Yeah. Because yeah, they they almost we're almost buying a you know it's the equivalent of buying a new house. And, I know. and they're proposing that, and it's going to save the marriage, and they have no choice but not to do that. And worse, here's Mary, who's kind of getting comfortable. She let him inside the bed. I know. We got we took many steps forward, and now we're taking a few steps back. It's too bad. And, you know, <laughs> it's one of those... I, I'm going to start using them. We can't date because I love you. <laughs> That's going to be my number one rejection. Yeah, to, to to ladies, and it's it's it, it, uh, you know, um, Mary just seems so set that she, they, they can't find him. Is I don't know of a time in history where it's not going to be difficult, right? You know, like and especially in when you're a king and and there's this type of power involved. You know, there's there's always going to be someone out for your position. Right. 
So there was always going to be a fairy tale that you're going to live this amazing life and just, you know, have kids and, I don't know, distribute money to the poor. Like, what did you think was going to be the role? Right. It's frustrating in a lot of ways because, you know, there are always going to be obstacles. It's never going to be perfect. You know, I think that the issue right now with Mary and Francis is probably the most frustrating because I think that, they both want it to work, but just certain there's certain obstacles that there is no fix for, and that's what sucks the most. Is Francis like there's nothing Francis can do other than you know wait and just be patient, yeah, and try to try to help work it out slowly. You know, I wish there were like you can't just like send Bash and be like kill this guy, yeah, problem solved. You know, so that's the most frustrating thing. You know, there are a lot of other Things attacking them, um, Navarre, the looming England threat that I think that they can take on pretty much head on. But this one, it's like, yeah, it's tough. It, it's and it's tearing them apart too, which is the worst. Indeed, it is. But you know what's tearing us apart? Keaton was supposed to. She was supposed to submit a video. And we we're gonna have a little fun with it, but but she did not submit this video, and so now she's left me to, to do Castle Corner by so myself. Cool. Um, I'm doing a castle she has pre-picked for me based off of her notes, so this is not my choice. Not that it's not a good choice. Well, it's we'll just, see. I'm yes. not coming off as an expert as I would have liked. So Castle Corner, everybody. This is for Castle Rhodes. The Island of Roses, or Rhodes, is famous for its historic medieval town, great shopping, and the site of the uh, Colossus of Rhodes, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Nice. And where is it located? Uh, the Island of Rhodes. Well, where – yeah. You mentioned that. Thank uh, you. Where is the Island of Rhodes? This is, of course, in Greece, which uh, Keen oh, had course. no knowledge of this. But what better timing than the episode where we have our first Greek? Perfect. And uh, I believe there is a photo of, of, of this um, of uh, something of the of the Colossus. Um, again, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Nice. Now, uh, Castle Rhodes was built within the old town walls at the beginning of the 13th century um, CE. For common error, of course, by the Knights of Saint John of Jerusalem, the palace was built in the early 14th century by the Knights of Rhodes, who controlled Rhodes and, and some other Greek islands um, from 1309 to uh, 1522 to the Grand Master of the Order. After the island was captured by the Ottoman Empire, the palace was used as a command center and a fortress. And uh, I believe we have a photo of that as nice. well. Let's pull that up. Um, the building is co- uh, comprised of 205 rooms and a conference area that hosts summits for European world leaders. Today, it attracts visitors from around the world at its houses, um, as it houses Archaeological Museum of Rhodes. And Rhodes today is one of the most popular tourist destinations in Europe. Not surprised with a reputation like that. I mean, it's Greece. Everyone loves to go to Greece. So... Uh, yeah, I've not been, but I've heard only the best of things. I definitely want to next time. You know, CW needs to do. Uh, they need. We need a budget for us to take 
castle corner around right. the, uh, like you know, here we are at the actual <laughs> castle taking you on a tour yeah no, that'd be that actually would be awesome to see like a behind the scenes um of where they film i mean they shoot on these awesome locations um it would be great to see them travel i mean everything pretty much takes place in court i'd great i'd like to see them go to england or somewhere yeah. else you know want to the woods is as far as yeah, yeah exactly past the woods i mean bash makes it to various cabins across the land but yeah i feel like we spent a lot of budget on uh francis uh his eyes uh bleeding out yeah i mean those effect that that was actually pretty crazy that, that was a good effect um all right so hope you guys enjoyed castle corner keaton will hopefully deliver it next week for you guys much better than i can um, especially when I'm not really as prepared because she did the research and then she was supposed to do it and then I get the word that she didn't do it. So uh, anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll drink tonight. So you owe, us, <laughs> you owe us a round, even though it's your birthday. All right, predictions. Ooh. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, predictions. Um. I think it's pretty clear that Bash and Kenna are going to stay strong. Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of faith in them. It's tough to see Mary and Francis kind of take a step back after I felt like we were moving so close to getting back back on track. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I, you know, I like when they bring the politics of it, but um, with, with, with them, I just don't, I, I don't want to see the back and forth because it will perhaps get old. Right. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to take that risk. No, absolutely. I mean, I think sooner rather than later, we're going to deal with this Bible poisoning thing. There's going to be an investigation. Possibly. Next week. Possibly next week. You know, I think if it was the uh, Navarre Royal Bros, I, th- I hope it was masterminded by Antoine with out Condé's knowledge as much. But I mean, maybe he knew but wasn't involved and just kind of was a passer. Uh, we'll, fi- we'll find out because, I mean, it, it can go pretty deep. And um, as much as we've liked Condé, he could have a hand in this. And 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 it, it would be really interesting if it was more him without Antoine's knowledge. Right. And then Antoine Whoa. would say, hey, that's amazing. Wow, I didn't know you had that in you. Man, the that sins would, of the past, you know, and, and maybe you just totally forgot about it. But the sins of the past are coming back to haunt him too. Definitely. And I'm curious about this woman in white. Who is that? Who is the woman in the white? Hashtag. Let's let's figure that out. Um, anything else? That's uh, we. I, I feel like yeah. we've been pretty thorough for the most part. Um, anyway, if we if we've missed anything, by all means, let us know in the comment section below. Um. Hashtag Team Royal Bros. Hashtag Team Royal Bros. Hashtag ABTV Rain. Um, and, and just interact with us. That's why we're here. That's that's why we you know we do what we do so we can get the conversation going. But you guys always add on to it and then it just builds and builds upon itself. Yeah, let's um, continue it's, the it's convo. Like, it's like uh, After Buzz Rain and the Knights of the uh, the Rain fans. <laughs> Um, Nights of the Rain fans, I like that. Where can the people find you? 
You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JB underscore Zimmerman. That's right. And you, the people, uh, can also follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. And I believe it's at Keaton83. Keaton33. I'm not sure. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I know it's at Fania Thomas, and Fania will be back in March. She's just doing, uh, she's she's on a pilgrimage, nice. let's just yeah. say. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you guys had fun with us. We can get a little uh, fun at times, but we can also stick to being serious when we need to. And we'll see you next Thursday along with Keaton Markey and J.B. Zimmerman. Yeah. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.